High three interim and loan on today's Fednobabble. Hi, welcome to Fednobabble, where we make federal retirement benefits understandable for humans. I'm Cassie Knight. I'm a federal employee spouse whose mission is to provide federal benefit expertise to financial professionals so that federal employees just like you can gain expert advice regarding your benefits and achieve your retirement goals, making dreams your reality. Dreams your reality. And I'm Kevin Jones. I'm a federal benefits presenter, if you want to call it that, educator. I go all over the U.S. Well, I, I actually don't anymore with coronavirus, but I'm kind of stuck at home and doing <laughs> webinars for people all over the U.S., all federal employees, teaching them about their federal benefits, teaching them how they work and what questions they should ask to make sure that they have the retirement that they thought they had and hopefully that they will have. <laughs> We'll find out though, won't we? And what we on Fendababble, what we do is Cassie and I, we take we take questions from those workshops and from you submitted online at fendababble.com, and we take those questions and we answer them here. And so at any time, if you want to go to fendababble.com, you can ask your questions and we will just start answering them here every now and then. So let's jump into the questions and see what we've got. Question number one okay. is a is the high are the high are the high threes? Yeah, I I struggle with that one. High threes, as if are there multiple <laughs> high threes, Cassie? <laughs> well, no, not really, no. But we'll we'll just do it as as it was typed, and and, th and, and we're really okay. taking these as they're typed. We're not editing them. We're just throwing them up as they are. That I mean, that's that's how they were. So. Are the high threes measured by FY or CY or fiscal year or calendar year? Now, let's talk about the difference real quickly. FY, fiscal year, so calendar year obviously is from January 1st to December 31st. Fiscal year is October 1st to September 30th is what the government goes by. So it's a little bit different. So they're wondering the high three, is it measured by, what is it measured by? What would you think, Cassie? Well, it's neither. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, it really depends on their highest 36 consecutive months right. of pay in their government career. 36 okay? So that's months. not even 36 months. Yeah. Yeah. So why okay. isn't this called the 36? So 36 Right. Go ahead. Why isn't this called the high 36 <laughs> instead of the high three? That's a question for the government. <laughs> that, that would be more understandable. I don't apply logic to government policy. That's right. That's right. That's why we're trying to make things more understandable for humans. So let's, I, you know what? I think we should start a hashtag, hashtag high 36 instead of high three because that that naturally explains what it is. High 36 months of consecutive service rather than a high three 
in a really, and, and I get people in, in workshops saying, so Kevin, so does this, so should I wait until I read, I mean, they're basing the, a misunderstanding of this and, and trying to figure out when they should retire based on a misunderstanding. So they'll say, should I wait until I get my bump up in salary in January to retire rather than doing it December 31st? And so when, when in the end, if it's measured over a 36 month period, it's really not going to matter that much. Okay. So there's other considerations that need to be taken into account if they're looking at the financial aspect of it. Yes. Okay. Because they're getting paid out for annual leave. Right. Exactly. And so that restarts at the beginning of the year. That one does That's right. uh, go for the calendar year. So if they're looking at retiring in January, just to look at the bump in their high three, that doesn't necessarily mean that it makes the most financial sense because that's one thirty-sixth of your pay, of your high three pay, compared to what are you getting paid out for your annual leave and how much are you going to lose because now you don't have all of that user lose that you're getting paid out I lost for. it. Yeah. In fact, you said it's one thirty-six. I'll say it's the difference between it's one thirty-sixth of the. It's really actually one thirty-sixth of the difference between what you were paid and what you're what you would be paid when you got the bump up. So it is really a minuscule amount. Well, not only that, but that's even assuming that their highest three is going to be at the end of their career. Most of the time that is the case. Right. But not always. And that assumes that you're gonna get a bump up at in the next year. There are plenty of years where that didn't happen and now <laughs> you've lost all your annual leave that you could have gotten and you get nothing. So that's no good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's why we illustrate those um, pieces out in a benefits report to federal yes. employees so that they can see, you know, what is that high three look like or, or what's it's estimated to be like with a reasonable, um, you know, increase per year on average. And then also, what is that annual leave payout? look like based on what their annual leave, you know, will be. So that way they can kind of see how much that uh, annual leave makes a difference because it can be a significant payout yeah. and it gets paid out pretty, con I mean, quickly. Okay. <laughs> in <laughs> government, the government terms. Yes. Well, it's within a three year, three week average. Um, okay. From retirement, and that is pretty quick for the government. So that is. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That is. So yeah, that report, uh, the report that you create shows that it lays it out and makes it nice and easy to see and to understand and say, oh, I can see the difference now. And and we typically right. don't get that anywhere else. There's nowhere where it really shows that. So that's one thing I love about your report. Okay, that's question one. The next question. Why yeah. is it almost a full year of pen? Sorry. Why is it almost a a year for full pension? I'm going to reword this question, make it a little bit more easy to understand. Why does it take me a full year to get a full pension after I retire? Why don't you answer that one, Cassie? I think that's really what they're trying to say. Yeah. Um, and that really 
is because it takes OPM or it can take OPM that long to process a retirement application. Yeah. Okay. So when somebody retires, they're receiving or supposed to receive 40 to 60% of their uh, federal pension until their retirement paperwork is finalized from OPM. And if they don't take pre-action uh, to prepare for that, then uh. it could take a long time depending on you know what paper, if a healthy retirement application was submitted or whether they need extra documents, um, you know, did they submit their divorce decree if that's even necessary? Did they submit their divorce decree when it wasn't necessary? So many different factors go into uh, this piece of it that, you know, taking and meeting with somebody and making sure that this retirement application or, or really that everything is there prior to retirement that is needed, you know, deposits, redeposits, um, any of that sort of information. Um, they, I don't think federal employees realize that their divorce decree can be mailed in prior to retiring. Right. In fact, it is encouraged that those things are mailed in if any survivor spouse benefit or pension is awarded yes. to their former spouse. Oh my goodness. Only if. That's, we, then we can start, we're almost, we could go down a rabbit hole with this kind of stuff because yep. one thing leads to another thing, leads to another thing. It's incredible. I had in a, in one of my workshops, I had one time a federal couple come in and we were talking about this and one had, uh, the husband had already retired and the wife was looking at retiring in a few months. And when we got to this part where we talk about, you know, it takes a year and honestly with the coronavirus happening, I would not be surprised if it's more than a year on the interim checks now, on the interim pension checks. So they said, yeah, we we had some money saved up because we knew that it was we weren't going to get as much in our pension check. We just didn't realize what that was going to look like. And as time went on, it got closer and closer to a year and we were running out of that savings and we were panicking, even though she was still working they were still panicking. Now imagine, yeah. <laughs> imagine if it's just one person retiring and you don't have the savings. Oh my, I, I, I don't know what to do. I remember a, 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 another guy came up one time, I'm sorry, just stories are bumbling out right now. But another guy <laughs> came up, he worked for the post office and he said, Kevin, I'm retiring next month. And I just, okay, you told me I need to have savings and I get why. I don't have any, what do I do? Well, yeah. Time to rethink. So, yeah, sometimes it's beneficial to push that retirement date out a little bit oh. to really make sure that you're solid um, and that this uh, time between retirement and receiving that full pension, you know, is happening as quick as possible. Because what happens if you do run out of money? Right. Where do you go? Exactly. You don't want to have to downsize because you're required to. Right. And, is, and, and think about this. If you have to downsize and you're going to downsize for two months, you really can't do that before you get a full pension check or, 
So do you take out a loan or do you go to your kids and ask for money or, hey, I know I just retired, but I need some money now? I mean, it, it's, it's so much better to be able to look at the numbers beforehand and know way beforehand, oh, this is how it's going to be and have a plan and say, all right, this is where I'm going to be in the first year. I get it. And like you said, 40 to 60%, but as we've talked about in the past, it could be 20% of your pension check that you're getting during that time. And you've yep. got to have a plan before you get into retirement because the government's not yep. going to do that plan for you. Yeah. I see so many federal employees who simply don't understand why it's important, number one, to have a solid uh, retirement package going into OPM and why they should do pre-planning Right. And what they can do to make this a shorter period, because people don't realize that this is actually in their control. Right. As long as they take the action to make it happen. Right. Yep. And they have to know what to do to make it happen. And, and exactly. that's really where, again, I think meeting with a financial professional who understands federal benefits specifically can kind of coach them on this and say, all right, this is what you do. Make sure you turn this in early. Make sure you do this. Make sure you don't use whiteout. Make sure you do uh, all these <laughs> other things that will make your packet go yeah. through faster rather than taking more than a year before you get the full amount of money. Yeah, this is one thing where I've helped several employees fill out this retirement application. And I don't know how many times I see where they put their spouse's name in the insurable interest box. Mm. Mm. Which is, they're know? not even meaning to leave a survivor spouse benefit, but they'll automatically just assume that that name goes there because it looks like it should. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's something where they're like, why is it my retirement paperwork going through? Well, you know, I, I select, I initialed here and then I filled out this information and I signed it. I don't understand what the problem is. And so this is really where they can get that guidance. Um, you know, our trusted financial advisors that are on our team can submit those re uh, retirement applications to us to get reviewed or to me rather to get reviewed. So that way they can really make sure that all of these things are done prior yep. to retirement and after. So that way this year um, to, to get a full pension isn't reality for people. Right. That could be tough. And I've really with your with your reports. You're pointing out those things, saying, "Uh, here, here's here's something that's wrong," and you gotta let them know. Yep. And then when you talk to the one a person in our network of financial professionals there, then you see, "Oh, okay, that's why it's all messed up," and you're catching these things. And yeah. and I'll just say because we have to quickly go on to the next question, but yeah. most federal employees when they turn in their paperwork there's always something wrong with it, correct? Yes, I would say nine times out of 10, yes. Yeah. And that's not <laughs> how you want to start off your retirement. <laughs> nope. Most people turn in incorrect applications for retirement. That's, that's not good. So anyways, we could go on and on about that. Okay, we've only got a little bit left with this last <laughs> one, but I think it's pretty okay. quick. How does TSP affect my retirement if I still have a balance, basically a loan? If I have a loan yep. 
in my TSP and I leave. Cassie, how does that work? Okay, so a couple of things to think about here. Um, if they have a loan balance owed and they plan on paying it back, then they only have 90 days. Okay. But right? what if they can't pay it back so in the 90 not, days? If they can't pay it back, it depends. Um, are they going to move that money out of their TSP and roll it or transfer it into a separate account? If that's the case, then they can do that within 60 days and avoid any penalties that might be there. Okay. If they're going to keep the money in TSP, then they have to do some tax planning because TSP is going to um, let the IRS know that this person is taking a distribution or withdraw from their TSP account. And then, of course, they're responsible for the taxes and if, depending on their age, possibly penalties on that amount as well. Good. Oh. So many repercussions that could be so <laughs> bad in that. And again, if someone were to get the report, they would be able to see those things way before they happen. So talk about the report real quickly, if you would. Sure. So if, um, you know, it really lays out all of the numbers for what is going on right now with somebody, what's going to happen at retirement, and what it looks like beyond. Um, People want to know their numbers. They have to know their numbers in order to do proper planning. Um, you know, and that's why I've, I really feel like people need to take action and and look at those numbers and know what they are so that way they can make a solid financial plan or, you know, just a retirement plan. I mean, they want to have financial success, then they have to look at those numbers and they've got to be realistic and know what to do. If this happens, then this happens, right? I mean, I don't know how many people I've talked to where they retire and then it's like, oh, um, I didn't expect this. And now we have to do, you know, this and now it's affected us negatively. Well, if you were prepared a little bit more than you were, then that you could have curved that, you know, or taken that into consideration. So, so the, the thing that we are trying to help everyone understand is obviously their, their retirement benefits, and how they work. So talk to them about what we're offering to everyone. Okay. So if you'd like to ask us a question for us to answer on the show or um, have us, or have me create the free comprehensive report about their federal benefits and get all of those questions answered by one of our trusted advisors. They can go to fednobabble.com, fill out the quick form. And if we use your question um, in our, one of our episodes, then we're going to give you a free Fednobabble t-shirt or face mask. Yep. And if you would, please like and subscribe and follow and share these, uh, this is not only on Facebook and YouTube and LinkedIn, but we also do a podcast of this. Please help others understand their benefits because I guarantee there are coworkers around you right now who are retiring. It's kind of like sixth sense. There are coworkers all around me and they're, I don't want to say dying or dead, but <laughs> they are retiring and they don't have a clue what they're doing. And like I said, or like you said, nine out of 10, uh, uh, of the applications that go in are wrong. That's, mm -hmm. that's not how you want to start off your uh, retirement. So 
again, fednababble.com, and you can get one, uh, sign up to get one of the retirement, um, retirement reports that Cassie creates, and we'd be happy to give that to you. Um, any last words of wisdom, Cassie? Take action. Good. Get, have, plan your financial success. Yep. Make sure you're doing it and it's just not happening to you. Good. All right. Until next time, talk, take care and we'll see you later.